TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North AL Central Division Champions. Bombas. Twins Show. It is the Score North AL Central Champions Twins Show. Robbie Makloff and Derek Wetmore live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. The season is over, but we're not going anywhere. Derek Wetmore, there will be multiple Twins shows throughout the week, every week, throughout the offseason at scorenorth.com in the Score North mobile app. A lot of people have been asking me, and I guess we don't have the official press release ready or anything like that. Uh, send it off to the New York Times, but it will be a multiple shows per week kind of deal. Glenn Perkins going to be involved. We're going to try to get some more interviews and interesting guests that we've heard from you that you want to have on the usual cast. Of Phil Mackey is actually going to work and show up for a few shows. It's nice. It's nice. You, you got that in the first like <laughs> minute and a half of the show, so he's got a fight chance to hear it. Stings. No, he'll be here. Uh, many hell. We're working with the whole cast of characters to try to bring you regular Twins content to, uh, this winter. Before we get into some twin stuff, and we'll talk about the LCSs that are going on right now. I have gone off, I don't know, two, three times extensively about the idiocy of not using the juice baseballs anymore in the postseason, Derek. I wanted your thoughts. I'll quickly recap my uh, rantings. It's from just a competitive standpoint, I don't know how you decide that the one tool that everybody uses, that everybody either gets a hand or a bat or a glove on, you're going to change come the most important time of the season. Just from a competitive standpoint, that makes zero sense to me. This is a podcast, so I might swear. Um, but <laughs> And also from like the marketing standpoint that Rob Manfred doesn't get at all, if you thought juice, Such a bonehead. If you thought juice baseballs <laughs> and home runs were the thing that were going to bring people to your sport, now at the time of the year would you have the most casual eyes that you're going to have at any time of year on your sport and the opportunity to turn those casual fans into serious, hardcore baseball fans. Now the thing you've been doing all year to attract those people, you're going to stop doing. I don't see the sense in this on any level, Derek, please try and make it make sense to me. No, I can't. And we're talking about the baseball perspectives report. Uh, Rob Arthur did a lot of research on this. I'm sure others have been at the forefront too. guys like Alan Nathan and Ben Lindbergh um, who, who you've basically, they're the juice ball guys. I follow them because they're smart baseball people. I think they came into the baseball's public consciousness because of their work to point out that, yeah, hey, sometime around the All-Star break two years ago, they're definitely using a bouncier baseball, and it's definitely leading to more home runs. Um, And then Rob Manfred's PR firm of Rob Manfred just twisting itself in knots trying to explain this away over the last year and a half, it's... So I'm going to calm myself down before I get like kind of unhinged here. Because, yes, this is a podcast, but we're still in an office building, and this civil is discourse is appreciated. Is we should be professional. It is unfathomable to me <laughs> that you would make this decision consciously. And the, the BP reports kind of suggest that it's a, it's a ball that's not carrying as much. It's the There's more drag. Balls hit at the, at the same elevation and the same speed – left the park in August, are now not leaving the park. Or if they were 20 rows deep, now they're 12 or whatever. I sure. Don't know. How could you think 
that that is a good idea to come in and make a wholesale change. And to your point, it's not like you came in and, and, and moved the fences in. You were very forward about this or, or, or moved them back even and said, hey, this is a change. Everyone's going to deal with it. It's not going to affect the whole game, just like deep fly balls, borderline homers. I think we'd all be like, well, that's pretty weird. And you'd get people screaming on both sides of the debate. But ultimately, we wouldn't sit here and say, well, that's unjust. This is unjust to me. It really is. If, if this really happened, if Major League Baseball came in and took the ball and changed it for the for the detriment of the hitter without telling anybody, the only reason this isn't a major controversy is that it's Major League Baseball and not the NFL. Like think about I, – I hate to use the term, but Deflategate. There were babies that were conceived and born and raised – during the span of time in which we were arguing about a few deflated footballs in an AFC championship game. Yeah. And now we're talking about a universal application this of would be the like, baseball. Derek, I said this would be like if it's so shocking. when the NFL playoffs started, Roger Goodell was like, uh, fields are going to be 20 yards longer. <laughs> right. like, hey, you know what? Today, today only. No right. helmets. Exactly. <laughs> what? Like, what? Okay. You can't just do that. I don't. I So it sounds like we're on the same page on this, so it's not going to be a spirited debate. But if the if Major League Baseball did this, it is laughable. And it, it is oh, the they kind, did this. It There's is no the, if. They did this. The kind of, well, it's a podcast, so. It is the kind of thing that we would – Laugh and laugh and laugh because the NHL would do this. Right. The NBA would never do this. Although, geez, all four sports have their own problems right now, now that I think about it. But if Major League Baseball's solution to millennials hemorrhaging from following their sport was, hey, bouncy balls, we're going to have, you know, thousands and thousands of home runs. We're going to break the home run record by 10%. Okay, that's a solution. We can argue if it's right or wrong. It's a solution. But then to be like, yeah, but the millennials care about baseball in the summer, so home runs. But baby boomers, they like their hit and run and their right. defensive switch. Yeah. We're going to go back to the dead ball. We like station to station baseball. I don't get it, it at all. It doesn't make it's, any sense at all. I, I almost whatsoever. wish we were like going to fight on that. Because then my like my Tom Brady line could have been a stinger. <laughs> now it's like we both just think if Rob Manfred orchestrated this, it's a Bobo move, and I, I can't even say that I'm that surprised right now. No, I'm not surprised, but still, still pissed off. You've been still not out, happy. You've been out on Manfred before I met you. Oh, I was out on Manfred before I got to Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, the guy just isn't good at his job. This is uh, you're starting to you're starting to pull me over to your side <laughs> okay, of the fence. Like there there needs to be like four Rob Manfreds, and this one needs to be in charge of labor relations with the players because that's sour. Mm-hmm. This one needs to be in charge of marketing specifically to the millennials and Gen Z. Um, this other one needs to be in charge of the tech and all of that stuff that helps Major League Baseball be at the forefront of distributing its games and all that. There's only one. And it turns out the thing he's good at is taking all of the money from the players and keeping it for the owners. And by the way, just one more, bad. one more quick thing, and then and then we'll move on. I've been saying since I got here and railing on Rob Manfred that he's got it all wrong. That it's not it's not the product that's really the problem. It's it's a lot of other things. It's viewing habits. It's just a, a fractured 
media society that we live in now with, with Netflix and Hulu and now Disney Plus is, is firing up today and people are very excited about that. It's 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 more about that stuff and people's consumer habits, et cetera, et cetera, than it is about the product on the field. Did you see the article from The Athletic last week talking about interest in baseball and and whether or not it is actually waning? Well, long story short, um, every year there's a poll that asks people, or and it, it goes across all sports. They do these surveys for all sports, but they ask, are you more interested or less interested in baseball than you were a year ago? And of all the people who said less interested, there was six or seven reasons that they gave them for why are you less interested. The Only 9% of people said it's because the game isn't the game I love anymore. Oh, that so the, ga- the game has changed so much that I, it's, it's, it's not a product I enjoy. So John Smoltz got a vote in that poll, yes. it sounds like? Yeah, okay. exactly. Just making sure. 9%. The other 91% were, you know, my life changed. I moved away from my favorite baseball team. My team isn't very good anymore. There are other things to do. Only 9% of people who are less interested in baseball is it because of what's actually happening on a baseball field. Okay. Well, then juicy baseballs won't fix that. (laughs) No, that's no. And neither will not letting a pitcher pitch to one guy and then exit the game. Like all this stuff he wants to change is going to make – Almost no difference whatsoever. I'm calling it now, and the data suggests it. Fascinating. Let's move ahead to the uh, LCSs that are being played right now. Yeah. Are you watching with? And I know you, you're media. You're a media member. You don't root. But Why'd you use quotation marks. Whatever. I'm just um, <laughs> do you? Are you watching this with any rooting interest whatsoever, uh... or just a totally neutral observer? Because I know there are people who. You either root for the team in your division. Yeah. They're moving on. That's not the case anymore. Maybe you root for the team that beat you, so it makes you look a little bit better that you got beat by the best team. Do you do you watch this with any no, any rooting interest? I, no, I like I root for stories. I've said this a long time. People say, like, "Well, you can't be impartial. You have to care. You spend so much time on this. You have to be emotionally invested." One, I don't have emotions. I'm a robot, so no, I don't. <laughs> it's true. But two, it is weird. I turn him on before the show every day. I just, there's a little button power in up. the back, and just power him right up. <laughs> oh, just wait for the monthly updates. They're uh, gonna be <laughs> gonna be out for a while. Um, but there is there's this other component too that it's like I don't root for teams or organizations or anything like that. I just I have these stories in my head that I'm either rooting for or against. And then the individual people as as parts of characters in that story, I guess, yeah. Like, I I feel very conflicted every time I see Eraldus Chapman on the mound because I'm like, who's better at throwing a baseball than this guy? It's poetry when he's on the mound. And also there's the off-the-field stuff that makes you cringe a little bit. Roberto Osuna is a perfect example of that. He's a good pitcher. But if the story stops there for you, maybe you're an Astros fan. And if the story keeps going for you, maybe you can't bring yourself to root for a guy like that. I just – it's hard for me to separate. Um, so I see a lot of that stuff. I know Ryan Presley a little bit from his time here, so it's fun to see him go into a game. But then he faces one batter and gets mad that he gets pulled. And it's kind of like the the, the – I don't know how to say this best, Rami, but every game is like a tapestry – and there are certain threads that I find really interesting and that I'm watching for, but I'm not I'm not hoping the quilt looks a certain way when it's done. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So yesterday the Yankees Astros game was just super fascinating. Couldn't get enough of it. And uh Correa's walk off, like, all right, this is awesome. It was a fun game to watch. It dragged on a little bit, but I, I was there for it. 
and I don't mean physically there for it. I mean in the way that kids say, I'm here for this. I was I was here for this. Um, I don't know. You asked if I root for anybody. I don't. I do want to hear your perspective on that because you have been clear on the show. You are a Cubs fan. Yes. You put that aside to do yes. a great AL Central Champs twin show. What are you feeling in this playoffs with, with four teams left that right. could win it? Um, Three teams left. You mentioned I'm a Cubs fan. And I don't know. I don't know if this matters to anybody else, but the Dodgers being eliminated, we talked about this a little bit off the air, was a good thing for my team in my eyes because since 2015, the Cubs, the Dodgers, and the Astros have been the three best teams in baseball. When you look at the resumes, those three teams have compi- compiled regular season wins, postseason success, bringing home the ultimate prize, which is a World Series trophy. Those three teams have been the three best teams in baseball. Dodgers getting eliminated in the NLDS, awesome for the Cubs because they may have more regular season wins, but Cubs have just as much postseason success, even more when you throw in the fact that they brought home the ultimate prize. So Cubs better than the Dodgers over the last five years. I want the Astros to lose so that the Cubs can still have a claim to being better than the Astros. I think they have the edge in regular season wins over the Astros in the last five years. Oh, wow. Postseason success, probably about equal, so I can make the case the Cubs are the best team in baseball for the last five seasons, So this even without a postseason appearance this year. To an interesting – obviously, you're rooting for the Nats. Great. Awesome. Yes. But, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wanted to skip past it, but this leads to an interesting ALCS for you. The, Yankee, the Yankees, I, I, I've, I've – I didn't feel it before the ALDS. I have that hate for the Yankees that Twins fans now have. Really? I don't want to see good things happen for wow. them. Wow. Yes. <laughs> to anybody in the franchise. You don't want Aaron so, Boone to win manager of the but, year. You, but, you don't want let, Cashman to win executive. The less success for the Astros, the better for the Cubs in my eyes and my, and my demented way of looking at baseball. So I want the Yankees to win the ALCS and move ahead to the World Series. Okay. And then play the Nationals because anybody but the Cardinals right. hate the Cardinals. I literally almost just cursed right now. Um, <laughs> F the Cardinals is what I was about to say. So I want the Nationals to move it's on. It's casual, but it's not that low key. I would like them to sweep the Cardinals and and really humiliate break, them. Or, along humiliate the way. them. Yes. Break some hearts. They okay. have a two zero lead as we sit here today. Yes. Go on and beat the Yankees in the World Series. Okay. That's my ideal. Okay. That's, so that's you, my ideal plot. You care what the season. quilt looks like a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But really, Sounds ultimately, like a lot. ultimately, anybody but the Cardinals. <laughs> Anything but Cardinals fans being happy at the end of October is what I'm looking for. They're just such a good fan base. Oh, I can't I stand find. them. Oh man. I mean, when you look across the landscape of baseball, how many how many fan bases are better? All of them. <laughs> All of them, because they don't think they're better. <laughs> All right, I confess, I was poking the bear a little bit. So that's how I want to see the world's the the postseason play out. So I wonder what Twins fans are thinking because I'm watching that game and I can't help but compare it with the twins and gosh if the broadcasters would stop talking about the twins that would be okay like the context in which the astros got to the alcs is celebrated great Rays team put up a fight ultimately garrett cole exclamation point okay and 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 that's the national narrative and and then you start talking about how the Yankees got here, and they're like, "Well, they dispatched the Twins, and I guess like technically the Twins were playing." <laughs> it's just like it's just an opportunity. It was a to, nice warm up. Every time they talk about the DS with the Yankees, it's like an opportunity for another national broadcaster to dunk on the Twins, and I don't really get it. I don't know why they take joy in that, but it seems that they do. But 
I, I can't watch this series without thinking about it in the context of the Twins. Hey, the Astros are the – some would say the best team in baseball this year. Uh, they made the go-for-it move at the trade deadline when most people didn't. They went and got the big starting pitcher and really went for it when they already had two guys competing to win the AL Cy Young. They went and added another guy and took some money to do it, but that's probably another retrospective for another day. Meanwhile, on the other side, it's like the Yankees knocked out the Twins, and there's this very split coin in my head of, I bet you some Twins fans just want to see the Yankees lose and suffer. It needs to just it 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 doesn't need to end quickly. It just needs to be painful. That is the only <laughs> that is the only requirement. But then I think there are also some Twins fans who are like, man, screw it. If the Yankees win the World Series and they show to be like the best team in baseball, then doesn't that make your first round bow out look a little bit better and humbling? Because humbling is not the right word there. But but like. Suddenly, it won't be a dunk fest on the Minnesota Twins for their crappy performance in the ALDS. It'll be, oh, look, the Yankees were just this unstoppable force, and unfortunately for the Twins, they just happened to be in their path. Right. I, I, I don't know. I don't know where Twins fans fall. I, I think it's probably more on the side of just let the Yankees suffer any way possible. I feel that. I, I feel that. I think that's how a lot of Twins fans are right now. And that's a lot how I feel about the Cardinals, and I'm starting to feel that way about the Yankees. So interesting. I can, I can I can get down with that. That's interesting. I I don't have those feelings, but uh, I I get it. I do. And there, <laughs> I said you I have bitterness. <laughs> I've anger. Well, you didn't almost swear talking about Yankees. That's fans. true. This so is it's true. Like, like maybe a slight degree lighter. Yes. lighter shade. I'd like to know who Twins fans, if anybody you're rooting for. If you have any rooting interest and you're listening to this, tweet us. At Rami is tweeting, R-A-M-I-E. People often leave out the E. And at Derek Wetmore, if you want to get in on that. One more thing I want to talk about before we wrap up this uh, Score North AL Central Champions Twins show. Derek, you wrote about it for Score North, and that is uh, Rocco Baldelli's prospects oh, yeah. for a Manager of the Year award. What do you think? Uh, I basically, you can't give it to somebody who didn't drive no. their team to the postseason, in my humble opinion. So that gives you five AL candidates. Where do you think Rocco stands? Second at worst for Who's AL first? candidates. Like, is there a slam dunk choice for you? Because there's not for me. No, no. I think it's between Rocco and Aaron Boone. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I always look at managers and coaches, and I I mean, I don't know if I'm a good arbiter of this or if I'm a good judge of this, but I look at a team on paper, and I go, that, that team is this many wins. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, just on talent. It's not scientific. It's that just team, eh. That team is this many wins. I'm not looking at war. I'm not getting too deep with it. You just were on, good at it this on, winter. On all the baseball I've watched in my life, I look at a team on paper, and I go, they're this, they're this many wins. Whatever they are above or below that, I factor in injuries or whatever other un, uncontrollable, uncontrollable circumstances might pop up along the way. But whatever they are above or below that, mostly is on the manager and his staff. Interesting. In my eyes. Okay. I thought this was a 90-win team at best with the Twins. Minnesota Twins. Sure. 90 at, at best, and I thought that would have been good enough to win the division. They won 102 and fought off a, an Indians team who was not quitting, who was just charging non well, after a rough start, but charging nonstop to like a 700-plus win percentage the last four months of the season, and you were able to hold them off and dealing with injuries all along the way. Aaron Boone... I looked at that team on paper, and I went, that's a 100-win baseball team. But I think one thing that we 
maybe forgot or weren't paying that close of attention to being in the Twins bubble here in the Twin Cities, they were dealing with a lot of injuries themselves. And when you look at what Aaron Boone was dealing with and basically a different cast of characters to try and put together a lineup with every day, a good cast of characters, but a different cast of characters, and a lot of those guys overachieved who who they 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 pulled up to, to fill in spots where guys were injured, Aaron Boone had as much to overcome and probably outdid what was on paper just as much, if not more, than Ro- what Rocco Baldelli did. That's kind of where I fall on this, is that if they didn't have to overcome the injuries, I wouldn't be as impressed with 103 wins. You were talking about the best team in baseball over the last five years earlier on this show. Mm-hmm. Best team in baseball over the next five years, the Yankees have a case. Man, I mean, they got some young talent. They yeah. are good. If If Cashman doesn't screw this up, which... Is sometimes an if, but I think you also have to give him credit for having been a spectacular uh, guiding captain of this baseball front office that's probably the most challenging in sports, probably, Mm -hmm. just in terms of expectations and everything like that. Um, Wow. He's done a phenomenal job of assembling a roster of young talent. So anyway, the manager is part of that. You have to get that one right. And uh, there was some twins interest in working with Aaron Boone a couple of years back and ultimately left the broadcast booth to uh, manage the Yankees. Um, Where do the chips fall on that? Is there going to be a New York bias? Is there going to be an anti-New York bias? Does A.J. Hinch play into this because everybody thought they'd be the best team in baseball and then they just went and proved it? Mm -hmm. A.J. Hinch has never won manager of the year. Really? I didn't know that until (laughs) – I mean I I guess I I knew that, but I wouldn't – if you would have asked me, has he won it – and I didn't think back year over year over the last four years. I, I wouldn't have said that he hadn't. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I'm twisting myself in a pretzel here. but As we're sitting here talking about it, Terry Francona deserves some votes. I mean, Consideration. for that they dealt with this year injury-wise. But Kevin Cash in Tampa, I don't know that anybody had them winning as many games as they did. But for me, it's between Boone and, and, uh, and Rocco Baldelli. I agree with that. I don't think you can give it to Tito if they didn't make the playoffs. Like They had a ton to overcome, and he right. probably did a good job managing. But I know there's some people who have been critical of him this summer too, and they didn't make the playoffs. I think it's – I don't know. I, I, st- I, could, I could still make the case for four guys to win this. If we're making predictions today, I'm, I'm going to say Aaron Boone. Wins okay. AL Manager of the Year. I'll say Rocco. All right. Just for sports debate. We will revisit this on a later <laughs> episode of the Score North AL Central Champions Twins Show. A couple more episodes coming later this week. Like Derek mentioned, Glenn Perkins will be in on it. The whole cast of Score North Twins characters that you came to know and love throughout this uh, AL Central Championship season will be involved in this at scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Follow us on Twitter at SKOR North for all the latest Score North AL Central Champions Twins show. For Derek Wetmore, I'm Rami Makloff saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 
Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.